please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Once again, we have got four kind of movie critics sitting in a room talking about some movie stuff. <laughs> this is Corey Smith, one half of Viz Inc., and I have got Tremaine Johnson. Young Treese. Got Jesse Torres. What's up, guys? And our special guest for the week, we've got Shomi Patwari, a gentleman we, me and Treese came up with, worked together for many years. Yeah, doing, yeah. A, doing a great thing in his lane director extraordinary yes i gotta course. be honest i've known you for what like 12 14 years Since something like that i was designing dvd covers for you okay so <laughs> like i don't even know if i know how to pronounce your not your last name properly pat wari <laughs> pat wari oh i said pat wari no you said it right? you said it right but i always like question myself i'm like yo did i pronounce show me's name right because <laughs> i just say show me like i know yeah so it's pretty funny i'm sorry to cut you off you're like fine that. you're fine well in continuing with our series, we are here today to talk about a particular film that we just recently watched called Victoria. Everybody had a chance to watch except Victoria. Show me. Sorry, guys. All right, well, awesome. well, we'll tr- for once, we'll try to keep spoilers here. That's only for Show Me, not the viewers, because we don't care about the listeners in terms of what? spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler spoilers. Yeah, we don't care about them in terms of spoilers alerts. But, and do we want to talk about our top three? Or why, what we're going to segue into. Well, let's talk a little bit about Victoria. Victoria Why we're even... So, Victoria uh, is uh, a German film by... Oh, I forgot to look up the guy's name. Um, I'd never heard of him before, but he did the, you know, the name didn't ring a bell. But anyway, what caught my attention is... So, all right, so I'll paint the picture right. It was the day after Thanksgiving, right? And me and Candace, that's my wife, Candace, mm-hmm. we were just sitting around looking for something to look on Netflix. And... The fucking horror of Netflix that everybody goes through, which is Ugh. there's like a million options of shit that you can watch. And if you don't know what you want to do, you can be sitting there for like an hour and a half trying to figure out a movie. So we went down the drama section and then finally this movie popped up and we read the description like the poster caught our attention because it's just like a girl's face. You know, we were like, what the fuck is this? So, you know, and then getting me and my wife to agree on a movie to watch, that's a whole nother fucking thing to do right so we finally agreed we turned it on about five minutes in i realized it's been the same camera tape it's been wow. the same take oh so you watched it not knowing the not knowing you know a similar know thing happened to me but i was actually upset when it happened was that one movie where the whole movie is a pov those kids discover they have special powers Oh, Chronicle? Chronicle. Dude, I was so upset when I found out the whole movie's like that because I didn't even know what to expect. So I don't know. I guess luckily for you, you had a pleasant experience from this one. For me, I had the opposite. Not You know, because sometimes it can be a gimmick. Yeah, it's one of the things you just got to be very careful about. Yeah. I guess. But, but that, yeah, five minutes in, I was like, yo, I kind of like the way this is feeling. Had no clue that it was a fucking one taker. Um, so I think I paused it in the five minutes and I pulled up trusty IMDb mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, yeah, one taker. So, of course, I'm informing my wife. And then the games began from there. When it was done, I'm talking about I, it's very, very few times that I have to have like a decompression moment mm-hmm. after I watch a film. And after this film, like we were try- like me and her couldn't even talk about it. It, wow. we, it was blown. We were blown mm-hmm. the fuck away. Like for 20 minutes, we were just silent. And then finally we were just like, yo, do we yeah. want to talk about what we just saw? And it was it was it was amazing. So Victoria, it's a German film. And the whole movie's one take. That's whole what we, we let the listeners know. It was whole, all done in one take. 
and the research shows that it wasn't faked. It, it was legitimately done in one take. That's fucking amazing, the, bro. The that masterpiece. That's, that's what came to my mind when I was done watching this. Like, it's definitely a masterpiece. Right. And for listeners, it's about a young lady who, after a night of partying, uh, meets a couple gentlemen for some fun, some legitimate fun, not sketchy fun. And the night, night goes from there. Just goes crazy. Just goes fucking crazy. So anyway, the acting was off the chain. The the I'm 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 blown away by. We were talking about this, right? We were blown the fuck away about how, like the sound. You didn't see reflections of crew. Technically, mm. almost flawless. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking amazing. And then the acting sold. Dog, mm-hmm. the acting sold every fucking thing. I've never seen anything like it. To be perfectly honest. Like and you know we've seen plenty of one takers obviously which is it may not have been the whole film but you know for this to grasp you is just is just really good so anyway we are gonna do our top three best one take scenes or movies the only qualification is the scene has to be at least two minutes long that's what we're getting into here did you did everybody see that part I forgot but I believe it is. I believe it is. Okay, okay. Well, since you're the guest, we'll let you... We'll give let me you a pass. Like, we'll give you a pass, right? Please. We'll give, we'll give you a complete pass. I don't know where how that slipped my mind, but I remember it being long. I feel like generally when you pick a one take, it's because it's such a... I gotta say, most of them are long. long They're not going to be 10 yeah. seconds yeah. long. <laughs> because uh, one of the things I was going to go into technically is there's no use of really using a steady cam if you're not planning on doing a one take, right? That's true. So, so just so our, our, our listeners know, uh, Show Me is actually... A very renowned, is that is that the right word? Renowned, no, renounced. Sir, no, sir. I'm still learning. <laughs> he's still learning, but he's a very accomplished music video we director. Um, and a few of his videos have taken on like the 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 one take style. Like the the biggest one that comes to my mind is uh, Pusha T's, you know, Money Pussy Alcohol. Is that what MPM? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Which I fucking love, by the way. Birdman inspired. Well, after watching the movie, of course, because there is. One where I, everybody kept saying, "Yo, there's this, there's this uh, movie, Birdman. It's all done in one take. Not a true one take, but pretty much feels like a one take." And I didn't even watch it yet, but I referenced it to somebody else without watching it. Right. Just kind of a poser move to do, and we did it on the first Gold Link video I did out here. The Gold Link video, and that was my trial of trying it. And then I watched Birdman. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there are a lot of things about it. The, the lighting is, like, amazing. Everything else is amazing about Birdman. Right. So the next time I went to somebody uh, to shoot something with a higher budget, MPA was, like, a higher budget version of the Gold Link one. Gotcha. You know? What would you, what would you say is, like, the hardest part of doing a shoot like that? Um, For me, with the one-taker thing, is you guys know I work. Hmm. Sometimes I have it all in my head. Don't have a shot list written out. It's not, it's not something you want to do when you when you're doing a one take. You're not supposed to. The Gold Link was especially crazy. I tossed out all the ideas when he didn't show up, and we were just like, okay, uh, we still want to make this a one take video, I guess. But how do we do it without him now right. being the centerpiece? And he know I should have known he wasn't going to show up. He's never in his videos till recently, till the recent one that we did. But he doesn't show up, so. We were just making stuff along, you know? And another thing I always constantly DPs hate me for mm. is 
you can't just be making stuff up with these DPs, you yeah, know, especially yeah, like yeah. these legit DPs. Right. They don't care about the story. Yeah. They just want to make sure their shot looks amazing. Right. They're working with you for a discount because they want to be able to put that on the reel right. or get a nice little frame. So they don't care that you're able to tell a story or make something cool. They don't care. I don't know. You guys have been yeah. there working oh. with the legit DPs yeah. versus a shooter. There's a big difference, right? Huge difference. Yeah, I, I, big the, difference. The biggest thing that I learned is you don't fucking – you don't touch the color of their video without oh, their approval. Oh, my God. That just happened to me recently. Yeah. But people enjoy watching one takes. Right. Right? Absolutely. It's fun it's to watch. Yeah. It's like, yo, I wonder what's going to happen next. Very competitive. And one takes, if you have it planned out, are the shoots that get done faster. You're not going into overtime. Fuck the editing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, editing done. Turn, yeah, oh, editing is done. done in a day. Yeah. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. You want to talk about, oh, my gosh, favorite things to edit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those one takers. So it, it's a few you know, things why I love them. But uh, technically, it's, it is challenging. All right. So I got to say, I had a hard time coming up with this list because... I'm kind of, you know, the go-between for everybody. And people were telling me their shits. And as they're telling me, I'm like, fuck, that was my movie. The first one I'm going to name, and the reason why I'm naming it first, because this was the first long take scene that I saw that made me realize that long take was a thing. Right. Okay? Like, I, I, you know, we all have our moments when we remember certain shit. But this one was like... Somebody pointed it out to me. And when they did, I was like, yo, I totally get why this was a magnetic fucking thing hard-boiled john woo okay yo okay there's a fucking scene best action scene of all time really well it's up there i think it's up there i think it's up there i mean just because because it's one take if they'd have done that with a bunch of cuts we probably would it wouldn't even be part of this conversation well obviously it wouldn't but it wouldn't even be like something to talk about but basically have have you have y'all seen hard-boiled i actually haven't you haven't seen Hard? I have a long time ago, but that was the thing that stood out. And when you watch, you know what the master, here's where I'm, where I feel like I haven't mastered the one take yet. Uh And I'll tell you why. A true one take makes you forget it's a one take. Right. Right. For the most part. For the most part. Unless you're like a, well, when you, especially when you're young, when you're young, you don't view movies the way we do now. Because now we're like, oh, I want the colors or certain Exactly. Oh, the camera motion is like, you know, all that. (laughs) Which kind of sucks. Takes the magic away, right? As you grow up a little, especially when you're nerds like us when it comes to movies. Exactly. Uh, But that movie, and and I started going back. I was like, wait a minute. In Jaws, that scene was a one take. Right. Oh, and... You know, this other movie, this was a one take. Exactly. In Goodfellas, that was a one take. We never realized it. I'm glad you mentioned Jaws. Have you, are you familiar with that scene? Oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. one on the boat, right? I didn't want to use it just because I was like. It's a I, popular it's, one. It's a popular one, but I didn't know that till Steven. Till I was almost 30 years old. Spielberg. Yeah. Because it was so much. He does like, it in such a it, seamless way. Yeah, it's like the camera doesn't move, but there's so much movement in the frame that it yeah. doesn't register as a one take. Hard boiled, this, this particular scene isn't really like that, but, uh, but why I like it is because. Because it has a little bit of dialogue in it as right. well. It's got the it's got speed ramps going, so that's why I couldn't all the way agree with you. Because there's a few speed ramps um, that are in it, and they're in it to sort of like bring out the dramatic points in the situation. Again, you can get away with it. Yeah, you can get away with it. So basically, the, the hard boiled is a Chow Yun Fat. It's a John Woo movie. If you guys are familiar with John, one of the Dose. ones he did back in Hong Kong, not the shitty American movies yes, that right. he did. In my opinion, right? So. Um, uh, but basically, the movie is Chow Young Fat is like this renegade cop that just fucking I'm a dude. He's like he's like what Mel Gibson is in Lethal Weapon or right? any other movie Chow Young Fat has been in. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. For, exactly. And 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 he's trying to bring down like this 
uh, this Chinese, you know, uh, crime syndicate. And he's bringing it down. And, and while he's going after them, there's also like an undercover cop in their faction that he comes to find out as an undercover cop and they start working together. So this particular scene is like, they're like trapped in a hospital. It's just them two and they're trying to get out and they've got to shoot their way out. And it's just like this fucking, let me see how I think it's, it's a two, it's like a, a little under three minute scene where basically they're just going to different floors in the hospital and just like shooting people around corners. The shit is so fucking fly. So yeah, anyway. And they, and there's a, there's a part where the undercover cop, he accidentally kills another cop. So they like slow it down for the dramatic element. It's, it's a really good scene. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. So that's my number one. Okay. On to you, Jesse. All right. Well, um, I actually did choose a movie for my number one. I actually took it back uh, to episode of The X-Files um, from uh, season six, episode three, episode called uh, Triangle. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much the premise is uh, Mulder, he's kind of stuck back in time on uh, this Nazi ship. Uh, they go into like the Bermuda Triangle and uh, pretty much... Each act in the episode is one long take. Holy so shit. you're dealing with not only like a weird time travel, Twilight Zone type atmosphere in the storyline itself, but just the fact that each um, each act is like Mulder uh, and Scully kind of coming together. Scully's like in the present and he's in the past and they kind of come together. So you have like a time warp and oh. you have, it, it's a lot of like going back and forth. So I think... Um, just the execution of how they did each scene, how they had um, the movement of the characters from um, like uh, to different sets, I thought was very uh, very well done technically. And the amount of extras they had in the scenes was something that really made me think about, wow, you know, like if this is all in one take, just how much coordination has to has to go into that. Hell yeah, to actually work. So that's fucking vicious. Yeah, and, and, then, and then for the time it was done too. I mean, like what year is that? That that this episode was probably um, I think it was in the nineties still, like the late nineties. So when you say act, you mean like every commercial break? Yeah, every, every commercial break. Usually, usually, break. usually, like in a TV show, there's usually around like five acts right. in the story. So each act is probably going to be about um, maybe like ten minutes for an so. hour long TV show. Yeah, yeah not mm-hmm. like not like The Simpsons. Simpsons <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> don't have no nah. fucking five acts, bro. Yeah, so so yeah, so ten, ten minutes straight of them just going through these really elaborate sets with a lot of extras and a lot of. Uh, atmospherics kind of going on like in the first scene Mulder's actually on a Nazi ship but in the beginning they start inside right. the ship and then when they come outside the ship is actually moving there's rain going on so mm. you just have all those little details kind of going on at once and the the reason I kind of uh, selected was that as a child that episode really stood out to me but I didn't know why but when I kind of watched it again when I was older and I realized that there were one takes mm. that's what kind of you know really made me start thinking about that being a way to shoot a scene. You know, that's funny when you say as a child, because that's the thing about these movies and TV shows we love. When you're a kid, you don't realize the technical aspect of it. Right. And as you grow up and do your research and study, become a student, you're like, oh, okay, that's where the magic came from, you know? Right. And 
when you do that, it could go both ways. Sometimes it makes it kind of crappier, mm-hmm. that experience watching it again. Because then you're like, oh, man, it's a spoiler in a way. You right. know? Knowing how th- something is achieved is a spoiler in itself, for, especially for nerds, right? It it's like we already stuff. like talk about spoilers when we talk about movies, but this is a different level of like a spoiler when you find out how the magic mm-hmm. was. Yeah, it's like kinda, when, you don't when, think a, about when a magician it, but... reveals his tricks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do have to ask myself a question about the, the X-Files one. It's like... When I think about the time frame, and I'm like, why would you, you know, why would you do it in a TV show? But that's right around the time the X Files stopped giving a fuck, right? Like, we just kind of like, it was like, fuck it, we don't feel like editing this episode. Let's just do everything in one day. I mean, I'm sure it was a bigger decision than that. Yeah, but, I mean, again, like the quality of the episode, I thought was really, really high. It didn't did you like, rewatch it again? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it held up. Oh, yeah, it still holds up. A lot of episodes in X-Files still hold yeah, up. Yeah, a lot right. of the top shows now are being produced by people from X-Files. Vince Gilligan yeah. did Breaking Bad. Frank Spotnitz, who uh, is doing the series I'm watching now, Man in the High Castle on Amazon. Nice. Yeah, yeah. first original series. You got to remember, too, it was a show on a Friday night mm-hmm. that I, I think luck had a, lot to, had a lot to do with that show mm-hmm. because it was like, by default, this shouldn't be successful. But right. people are watching it. So I think it was one of those shows that wasn't a breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So Fox kind of was like, you know what, you guys can kind of do what you want. Do what you, want. <laughs> yeah. you know you what's know? funny? Though? It's <laughs> funny. Those same trends that are working in the 90s work now again, right? If you look at the current state of our politics, race issues, right. conspiracies. Right. Those were hot topics back then. You had shows like Sightings. All, all Fire in the Sky was coming out. People were obsessed with aliens yeah. at that time. People were obsessed with paranormal. So I think it kind of makes sense where some of that success came from because that's why I watched it. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, man. Also, too, our generation was, we were all, what, 12, 13-year-old boys at that yeah, time. So yeah. why wouldn't we watch it? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, it was either that or... Something with explosions. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't like serious TV shows like that, except for like ones that felt like movies, and that was like one of the first ones, first shows that felt like you're watching a movie. Yeah. When you watch Tales from the Crypt, it was like watching a movie. Right. I feel like Fox and HBO, Fox went into effects. If you think about it, it did. HBO they mastered this whole TV can be better than movie experience, right. which now for me is true. TV, yeah, you know, not to get too off topic. No, but. completely true. Completely yeah. true. All right, Corey, what's your what's um, first on your list? I, I, mine are in no particular order. I went with uh, one that will be on many people's list, but one that was the first one for me that made me take notice. And I'll go with Children of Men. Hey, uh, damn, damn it took you that I'm, long to see it? To, see, to notice one take? I'm sorry. I honestly, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I just wasn't... I, it wasn't, in my opinion, as popular with a mainstream Hollywood film. Right. And, or at least in the like we had the Spielberg references, but we all know that it was very hidden. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go with the long one at the end. I'm going with the shorter one in the beginning. The one in the van. Oh. And the reason why was because this was also personal for me. It was I'm also starting my career. I'm starting to branch into my technical side. So I'm watching a one take of a violent act happening inside of a van. Right. And I'm going, how on earth are they doing this? Right. And when you find out, basically the premise is they're in a van. They get attacked by a rogue group, I believe. Yeah, pretty uh, much. That's uh, like terrorists. The, yeah, that, that's looking for the child. Yeah, yeah, looking for the child. They're hunting them down. It's a really intense scene. The camera's going in and out of the van. It's going around. It's going crazy. And... 
there are shots that I'm like, how on earth how is this possible? How are you doing that? Yeah. And to come to find out, they built this car that like broke apart and mm. like separated and wow. rotated and it was like it's like a set yeah the car yeah, the was car. a set the That's car insane. they had a whole compartment on top of the car yeah that they were controlling the camera I love from. things like that it's just like yeah. when you watch Inception like they built that room in a certain mm. way yeah and always been a big fan of anything that's done on camera practical yeah. practical that, is my favorite that much effort that much investment to me was like wow yeah. and, and obviously to, to spoil it the, the woman gets shot Right. And it was it was a pivotal moment in the film, and all this for, you know, a shot to a shot. Yeah. And I just thought that was one of that was early in my career when I was just I, I was starting to be really amazed by his films and right. his work, and this just blew me away technically. Yeah. Just from a strictly technical perspective, I was just completely blown away. Well, it's a beautiful had, movie. They yeah. had the cheat code, man, Emmanuel Lebesky. I think he was yeah, the Lebesky, DP on that. Dude. Yeah, he's like on a whole nother level with his shit, dude. Like, in terms of like, you know, the newer guys. I, and I wouldn't even say new, but he's young, you know? These DPs Could, are usually yeah, older Some shit. of these guys are older the better. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> they know what to do, man. Yeah. Not always, though. There are some guys that... Uh, um, make it harder on themselves, the older guys. Sometimes right. I can believe I'm like, it. You know, I can fix that in post, and they do not want to hear that. That's the uh, word they don't want to hear. Yeah, never they, say fix it in post in front of them. Or or, or look up table. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, they don't like that shit. Yeah. All right, on to you, Sean. All right, so the first one that I'm going to give you guys is going to be an obvious one. Okay. I purposely always want to go with obvious, the obvious and then okay. go into okay. like the 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 deep cuts. Okay. But okay. for now, Goodfellas. Right. Classic, right? Right. Classic scene because the reason I picked this one is, like I said, it's one of those movies that when I watched as a kid, never noticed any of this stuff again. Same thing, right? As you go into your career and you start watching your, as you go into like starting your career, you start watching these movies, the reason why you make movies, right? Right. Absolutely. And you find out, yo, that was a one taker. And that was a, I picked a classic one. It's everybody's favorite. But you know what's unique about that one take? What's that? So with the one take, you go several ways. That one also sort of breaks the fourth wall if you think about it because they're looking at directly at the camera, too, at certain points where they're like, hey, what's up? You know? Right. So it's like, think about it. It's like, at what point did they go into it where it starts out, you're watching it, then it kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit. But this fourth wall has a bigger purpose. It becomes a POV, Mm. So this, if you watch it, it starts out as like a nice scene that's not meant to be a POV and mm. goes into kind of a POV experience, right? It drifts in and out. Yeah, it drifts yeah. in and out, which was really cool. I never thought about and it like that. But it makes you wonder because like my, all right, so my next one, I'm like the scale of how they did this one take. And, you know, when you start putting in effects and squibs and all types of shit, like there's no room for doubt. There's no room for like I fucked up. And this next one to me took the one take excuse me took the one take and really tried to up the ante um on some different shit and this was gaspar nose into the void mm, you know i was gonna okay. pick that oh, oh good yeah. okay but I, then i said you know what i have a feeling somebody else is gonna yeah pick that. and treasy did that mm-hmm. and actually there's two of them that i want to talk about this the, the scenes are very close together so the first one is when um so the whole movie have you seen enter the void Corey? i actually haven't have you seen yep. it? Okay. So All you got to do is watch ASAP uh, Rocky's LSD. Yeah, LSD. You can tell it was inspired. LSD pretty much is inspired. Okay. Yeah. Like same exact locations in Japan. Right. Uh-huh. So basically, Into the Void is this American kid. Uh, he's in, what is it, Japan? He's in Tokyo, yeah. and he's selling drugs, and he gets killed by the, you know, Tokyo police. 
And after he gets killed, he has like this out of body experience that, uh, it, you know, he starts looking at his life from like, uh, overhead birds God's view. view. Yeah. So good. It's really, it's very ambitious. So the, the first one taker was like the POV style where, you know, you see him and oh, he, he goes yeah, into uh, the void and space. yeah. And well, the, the one where he actually goes into the void and uh, then he gets, he, you know, he gets he set gets up. Killed in the bathroom, right? He gets killed oh, in the okay. bathroom. And then yeah, that was like that first one where he gets killed. That was like three, that was like a, like almost a four minute one taker. Mm-hmm. But then the one after that, that was almost 10 minutes long. Was when he has the outer body experience And the reason why that shit was so popping to me Is because it was from an overhead view So this motherfucker What got, rig did they build for that? Jeez. Well one well, See and this is kind of why Because I don't think it was a steady game You can't go up like Nah that, that, was, that was some crane Yeah, yeah that, that was, was, like that was crane. crane But the, the reason why I had to give both of them is Because the second one The one that I really hold in high regard It wasn't a true one take It was a cheater but the the one where he goes in the bathroom and gets killed that was a one take but um yeah it, it's fucking overhead he's coming he's in the building then he goes out the I feel like building like something out of CGI room. yeah for sure no right. no for sure it had to be cuz you know who else does that who's that um oh why is this Fight Club, director of Fight Club. Oh, Fincher. Fincher yeah, does that. Yeah, he does a he, lot of CG shit. He does CGI one takes. Yeah. He did but, it for Lady Dragon Tattoo, and he did it for Fight Club. Yeah, he did it for shit. And he, he had a really good one at Panic Room that I like, where he went, like, across the room, through shit, you know. I feel like they must have, like, like, Gasper, I feel like, must have, like, studied certain things like that to get... Well, I think he got to. I mean, I think you got a reference. So was it shit. a one taker or did it cheat? Well, there was two of them. One of them was a true one taker, and the other one was not. But the, the reason one why one can't be a true one taker. No, right? that was a true one taker. The one that wasn't was when it went overhead after he died and I went the overhead. Bathroom one goes over. Yeah, well, it starts in the bathroom yeah. and then it comes like out to the club. Because what happens is right. he dies, and then his overhead view shows you like the moments. After he dies, like how everything affects yeah. it. So he, he the, the camera comes up and it comes out of the bathroom and goes back into the club. And you see the his homeboy that was meeting him in the club is all like, what the fuck? He's going crazy. Then they go outside and you see people outside like, what the fuck? And then it goes down the street. It's like it, it starts following this other dude who's running down the street and it goes into this like strip club that his sister was in. His sister was dancing, and then it goes oh. into the strip club. It sees hers giving, you know, she's doing like a little private dance, and she goes and gets fucked by this J- Japanese dude, and then it comes back out the building because somebody's calling her phone. So it takes us to see who's calling her. F- it's doing a lot, and it's all like a one take. See that movie inspired so many other music videos too, from the titles. Oh, the Kanye, titles, Kanye, all the lights, all the lights yeah. and then that strip club scene. I feel like. Was responsible for that one BB gun video that was done in Tokyo, where it's like a POV shootout. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, Swedish House Mafia. They did a Swedish House Mafia. Oh. It's like a Japanese in the strip club, like one take style. It is one take, I think. That and then LSD. You know? Yeah, LSD for sure. So was, all those are like three big videos yeah. of that movie, yeah. just stylistically influenced in so many different By ways. Gaspar. It was like, oh, this is a movie that took advantage of like the one take. The trippy style that everybody's right, in, right. and then the titling. So every little, you know. No, he's a trendsetter. Yeah, definitely. Caspar is a fucking trendsetter. So. I try. I try to avoid the artificial one takes in my list, just because, you know, at that we were talking earlier about gravity, and right. that was that an artificial one. It, well, because it's CGI. Well, yeah, the whole movie. The whole CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so I see what you mean. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like, well, don't worry, I'm not discrediting their their yeah. work, their hard work, and all that. Lubezki, they, they right? did. Yeah, yeah, gravity, yeah, gravity was yeah, Lebesky, yeah. yeah. And it's like, but it's CGI. I mean, 
you can yeah. make it one long take. Like right. you control every single thing about right. that. But but and see that's why and that's why when I did Into the Void, I had two of them. It was yeah. the one that was the actual true one take, but then I I just wanted to bring that up as an honor, honorable mention. But you really got to see it because this is even though it's a cheat one take, it was very very well done. Like it like. It took the the cheat one take and it was like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do a version that nobody's going to try to replicate because it's so fucking complex. Like, so so the the realms of him going from inside to outside, it's like it may have been CGI, but still the the cosmetics and like the engineering behind what is actually going on is what makes it is what sells it. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I don't want to get long winded on that. You're up next, Jess. My next one, I chose uh, The Revenant and the scene with the bear. I still don't is. know how the hell they did that. Like, I've Look never seen every, this movie. Oh, my yeah, goodness. You've never seen The Revenant? No. Like Leonardo no, DiCaprio. No. It's very good. No. Alfonso Cuaron eventually on the list again. Yeah. No, that wasn't Alfonso Cuaron. That was the other I, guy. Uh, uh, Alejandro. Alejandro. Oh, uh, yeah, Alejandro. Yeah, 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 they yeah, both yeah, work yeah, with yeah. Lebesky yeah, a lot. Yeah, but right. I'm sorry. I still haven't seen Revenant. I know. I mean, it's a shame. But just to have long takes and then have that sort of uh, interaction with a bear and how realistic it is and just how he's thrown around the space in that scene, it just, technically, I don't know how they did it. Me neither, dog. It was like the five rumor, minutes. The rumor is mm-hmm. cables uh, and and a guy dressed in some form of suit, like mm. someone physically picking him up mm. and being digitally erased. Okay. I can see that, but oh. I'm, I'm with you, cables though. that but, are being but, sold. See, that's to, cool. I respect yeah. that because it's still practical. It's pretty right. I hate CGI. I love mm-hmm. animatronics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to, to tell do that CGI. with a one take. That's insane. Yeah, it's hard to tell a, a CGI. one take. And the fact that there's so much trees and foliage around and everything like mm-hmm. that. So when you think about that from like a you know a visual effects standpoint, right. you're thinking like hours and hours of masking and. But oh, even oh, even he he gets wounded he gets he ripped gets up wounded. by the bear yeah and it's happening real time in front of us yeah no that's a crazy one that's a crazy I gotta one see that. I gotta see the movie but it's I'm a good movie I gotta it's a great film no I've heard like you know like, but and I'm glad you mentioned it because that was one I was saying the honorable mention that I, mm-hmm. that nobody's probably gonna mention I'm right. glad you did but even to, to take it a step further I think the final the final fight was actually a long taker too the fight between him and Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually the a beginning long too. The yes. the raid was was one take as well. Yeah, Yo, that the part where the part where the in, the 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 engine as they would call him, uh, he comes and like pretty much like chops the guy's head off, and the camera the camera jumps on to like floating with him on the horse. Yeah, and then the arrow hits him off, and then all of a sudden the camera's off mm-hmm. the horse. I'm mm-hmm. like, who? Man, there's some real. If you're interested in technical stuff. There's some stuff in that movie that. I think they went to great lengths to hide. Right. They don't want you to know how it happened, right, how they right. did it, which is kind of, which is fun in its own way. Yeah. Lubeski's such a beast. He's. I and I heard the whole thing is like really wide angle lenses, right? Yeah. It's a lot of wide yeah. angle, which I love, man. People, people hate on the wide angle. I think most movies, when, we're, when you're watching a movie, keep it wide angle, man. You right. know why? Because, uh, and maybe it's because now I'm nerding out again. Watching all these damn every frame is a painting all the oh, time. Oh, that's now. my shit. You know, it, you watch that too. That's my shit. Every frame's a painting, religiously. Yeah. But like, I'll keep watching the same thing over and over again just to keep embedded in my head. Right. But what you notice about old movies mm-hmm. is that it's everything is a, a freaking painting. So you've got this ensemble. You see everything. Right. Very rarely do they go to a close up. 
Right. You know, and a lot, that's what I like about that style, making a comeback, going back to appreciating the wides. Mm. Well, you know? Know, I think it's like every frame. Like, it has its place, yeah. depending on what kind of story you're trying to tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Re- Revenant is, like, really a landscape. Like, the landscape it's nature, is its own right? character. It's about- so it makes sense to, like, make sure you have that scope. But if you were trying to create the isolation of a particular character, obviously you don't you don't want to be distracted Why? by yeah, anything. Yeah. You know? But I feel like it makes it so much more difficult when your frame is that wide, too, because right. you can't show anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, chords, anything. So. Uh, no, exactly. That's why I respect it. Like, they got their place. Does the wide on that? From what I've heard, you no, know, I've watched. That's the thing. It's funny. I haven't watched it yet. I'll spend more time sometimes just looking up how they did it. Uh, I watched the making of it. You know, I need to. Like apparently, because yeah. of global warming, there was not they enough snow. All this set. stuff. Right. So I'll know more technical <laughs> details about the movie than what the story was. Right. But I will go back and check it out. I've been slacking. I've, I've slacked this year on my movies. Right. That's why I been well, you, you've been busy. Okay. So it's on you, Corey. Um, switch, switch total directions. I went with uh, a film called Kidnapped. Uh, it's a Spanish film. I don't remember what year it came out in. Um, the it's on Netflix. You should watch it. Um, put that on my list it is basically it's a robbery film um, but it's it's about an hour and a half maybe an hour 45 minutes and it's comprised of 12 long takes the whole movie is comprised of 12 scenes 12 long takes Mm. and it's a robbery film basically there's a wealthy family moving into a new house and a home invasion occurs so uh, I won't give away much after that um I will try not to spoil it, but the reason why I'm picking the long takes is because it's actually two long takes. Okay. The last, second to last scenes in the movie, they do a split screen down the middle. Ooh. And what they do is they're, because the parts of the family get separated for a, a variety of reasons. Wow. And on the left side is one scene happening and another scene is on the right. Now, obviously, I'm going to break my rule of some artificialness. I don't know how they did it. But eventually the two scenes come together. Mm. And the, they, they play out for maybe about eight minutes, and then literally the scene comes I, yo, the, I don't know. Uh, the scene comes together Holy and shit. forms the twelfth take. Wow. Like the split screen. Either I've yeah. seen this done in a music video Holy where that shit. happened. I don't mm. know if it was a Blink one eighty two video. Or I I saw one of those like nerd writers style videos where they talk about this guy. I didn't yeah. see that. It was, and I, I admit, and I, I, how the hell do you... There's probably a little right. digital trickery, but yeah, basically when you when together. you look at the two takes, you'll see it come together, and then it, and then it becomes one. And it goes back to being one shot. You know what it they, goes back to being one angle or one perspective. Dope. And then it, it plays out for the 12th take. You know take. what they must have done, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like... Um, I always try to figure it out in my head, right? Yeah. But maybe what they did is they just resized it, you know, in post and like the moral they must have done like a lot of like stitching and the moral of the story is when we like watched that. the behind the scene video yeah. of that okay go video. They spent mm-hmm. a month planning this video. Right. I'm convinced that a lot of this stuff, especially with a million dollar budgets, that you take the time to figure yeah, it out. To figure it you out. You pay yeah. someone okay, a ridiculous go. amount of money to figure uh-huh. this out. And a team of people will sit there and spend two months trying to figure it out. It's the and only band that people know more about their video than they know about the actual the album. Yeah. Like, have you heard an actual OKGO OK album? Ever? No. no. 
I, you know those like, videos. You don't even know the name of the song, yeah. but you know those videos. I didn't even know. That. I thought that it was like kind of like a Lonely Island thing where it's like they really don't make music. Like they yeah. make every just once in a while, videos. it just comes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a treat, though. Every time yeah. they do something crazy, everybody else is going to follow. Yeah, you seen the new one? The, the, yes, uh, that this, one moment? The, the, the whole one, thing's the on like in a Phantom, right, or something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Shot in super slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just like, watched it like a couple minutes. You know, and I was ignorant. I was like, oh, another gimmicky OK Go video. I'm going to skip it. And then Facebook forces you to watch videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> so much. So it goes by, it's scrolling by. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I find out it's the new OK Go video, and I watched it. It's incredible. Uh, them motherfuckers are amazing. Uh, a lot of these one takes to me kind of don't make a lot of sense. Some of them really just, I think, are done for the theatrics of it. Right. A lot of movies I've seen, I'm like, that's really cool. What did it really do for the story, right. honestly? I right. mean, why did... Spielberg have to have that scene that go three minutes long. Why? Why did you? Have, why did right. you do that? Why did um, Homie have to run through the streets and get almost shot by a tank in the end of Children of Men? Like, what was right. the point when the whole rest of the movie is done traditionally, quote unquote? Right. So, I mean, so there's fun in the in the gimmick. You right. know, would Victoria have been good if it was a traditional film? Well, would you have said the same thing about it? See, I, you know, that's funny. I asked myself that exact same question yeah. earlier today, and I don't think it would exactly. have been. And we keep sort of Birdman. I think it would still. Uh, I have a whole view yeah. of Birdman, but well, we keep circling back though on the idea that we love the technical side. Right. We're we're admitting that we love the fact that you guys went out and said, "I'm going to do this," and you accomplished. And you accomplished it. it. So, yeah. did it really add to the film? Yes. Which is funny because my next pick has a purpose. Okay, go. Couldn't for it. have been done without a one take. It wouldn't have made sense. Any. So I picked Strange Days. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Yeah. Actually, that's Catherine Bigelow. And again, robbery scene. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of Strange Days, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's just one of those movies that constantly kept me inspired. It's like this uh, thing called wire tripping. It's it's a very voyeuristic experience. So, of course, you're forced for a POV to tell the story. You have to have it. It's like VR. It's one of these early Y2K movies. Right. Right. Uh, pre-apocalyptic. Not yeah, a, strange days you know, right? of my shit. Yeah. yeah. So um, with that, that robbery scene, you know, mm. it's, kind of, it's forced to give you this uh, long experience. Now think about it. If you're going to watch a movie that's about VR and if you're going to watch a movie that's about the voyeur experience, you would want it to be real-time one take, right? Right. Absolutely. So everything about that scene had a purpose. That's why I picked it. It's like, mm. just like what you just said, is a gimmick, how they pull it off. And again, I watched it, first time when I watched it as a kid, didn't even think about it, the fact that it was a one take. Right. But now, going back to it, like, yo, that was really well done. And I've seen so many people then have copied that. Hardcore Henry, all yeah, these hardcore things Henry, that came out. Yep. Or like, you know, fake one take style movies. And then The weekend just released that movie, False Alarm. Oh, I didn't same see director it. of Hardcore Henry did. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen, I got Have you seen it? Yet? Alarm. Mm. Check out For Us Alarm. It's, it's a good video, nice. but like I said, I feel like the guy who does those Hardcore Henry movies is like, I can't watch it more than a minute, dude. It's right. like, I get tired of it for those. So Yeah, I kind of feel like Hardcore Henry is going to be gimmicky. Super like shallow, a video gimmicky, game sort yeah. of thing. Like, how long can you watch that for? Right. Whereas with this movie, it had a purpose, it had like a deep connection to this idea of voyeurism, right? See ya. And I think another thing about one thing that we haven't maybe discussed is this. It also feels like a voyeuristic experience it to does. a certain degree, yeah, right? Yeah, it can we like mm-hmm. yeah, without it, it being? Well, this one is a POV, of course, but even when it's not a POV, it has this idea of voyeur voyeurism to us. Like it's like a god's eye, like 
a movie in general is already a voyeuristic experience, but I think it adds to it because you feel like it's real time. Right. It's this idea of real time. It's it. happening. What's next? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, man. That's what makes it magnetic to me mm, is that right? it, it's, it takes away the the things that make movies movies. And now you're dealing with the real. You're dealing with the raw, essential elements of why acting even exists, you right. know, is, is to go for longer than, a, a you know, a five second cut. You know, yeah. it, like we're dealing with it. The first time you're dealing with like one takers, too, like I said, with the, the golding thing, I forgot like, oh, you got to have a motivation. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's why it's storyboarding comes in. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're doing this. This guy better go by here, or else it's gonna look like an empty scene. Exactly. Boring. This scene, man, man, you know. No, it's an art. I think it's a nightmare for the uh, gaffer. I'm sure it can be. I'm gonna tell you what. Back to your Stranger Days. I'm gonna tell you what really impresses me about the Stranger Days one. Uh-huh. GoPros didn't exist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, it's like oh, you can watch Hardcore Henry. Dude, yeah. I'm, I, when I watch, can it, you imagine? I'm what like, the who, hell do they use? What the fuck camera, camera was that? On your shoulder. shoulder <laughs> right. To do a POV. So that's another, that just, you know, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. That just made me respect it even more. And, it, and I'm talking, Strange Days was like, what, like 95? Yo, that movie it, is so underrated, dude. It, yeah, it is. It Nobody is. ever talks about it as it like, is. oh, this is one of my favorite movies. It is. I think it's, a, I think it's Catherine Bigelow, though, like, because she had a string of a pretty, you know, I mean, my favorite Catherine Bigelow film is fucking Point Break. That's my Point shit. But, so good. but she has a really good grasp on Did just like. Ooh, no, I won't even disrespect. They made a, they made a remake of Point Break. I, will not I won't even disrespect Patrick Swayze and Bodie. It was, it was, Bodhi. It, I, it was just a remake. It wasn't made by anybody big. I don't know, but it was yeah. just it was just uh, the, in the theaters and out of the theaters. The problem with yeah. Hollywood is that everything's a remake. Everything's a remake. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. You know, it's like most stuff you watch is a remake. So imagine that's why you got to respect. Um, Directors that write their own stuff. That write their own shit. Yeah. You know. So that brings me into my next guy, who I think personally makes very original films. Um, every single one of he he's mastered his style. He's mastered his craft. I think he's mastered pacing. Um, to me, he's one of like the craftsman filmmakers. Paul Thomas Anderson. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. Don't tell me Boogie Nights. Oh, of course, Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Motherfucking Boogie Nights. I know. So the scene where Lil Bill yes. motherfucker comes in the house. It's New Year's Eve, yes. 1979, and he Dude. comes in and everybody's happy, and he says, "Where's my wife?" And we know that his wife is fucking somebody else. Yeah. So he goes into the room. He sees his wife fucking somebody Is that with else. William H. Macy who does it? Yeah, William oh H. Macy, God, so who's an extremely underrated actor. Yeah, so yes. he goes in the... Have you seen Boogie Nights, Jesse? No. Oh, oh, my God. God. I'm going to spoil this scene. If, so, if you like other P.T. Anderson stuff. Yeah, the movie's about the porn industry. And and, oh. and, and, and Lil Bill's character, he's... he's I think he works for like Jack Horner. I think he's like yeah. 80 or some shit like that. But anyway, the running gag is he's married to a porn star. And like... <laughs> when she's not filming, she's just all fucking people. And she's like not coy about it because she's a porn star. So and she's just like mad disrespectful. There's one scene she's like fucking another guy in a parking lot and everybody's just crowded around watching her. It's no big deal to everybody. So it's kind of like a funny thing, but he's tired of it. Uh-huh. And, you know, the movie is kind of like it's about the 70s porn industry. And this particular part in the film it crosses over into the 80s. So this scene like sets the temperature the for the 80s because the 80s is like in this in Boogie Nights, it portrays the porn industry kind of like taking a downslide. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So this scene, basically, William H. Macy kind of like he walks into this house where everybody's getting together. It's Jack Horner's house. Everybody's getting together for New Year's. And um, 
you know, everybody's great vibes. And he's just walking around. He's like, hey, has anybody seen my wife? And I'm like, no, we don't know where she's at. So, you know, he's just looking around the house. And then, you know, there's like a there's this room over here. Everybody's gathered in. And then back over here, it's like completely quiet. He, he looks back. He goes into the hallway and he hears like some fucking going on. And he opens up a door. And, and the way, you know, Anderson does it, we don't we never see them fucking. We just know from the suggestion and how like. Macy acted uh-huh. we just know that she's in there fucking uh-huh. and plus the sound effects so he walks from there like he walked in in a great mood uh-huh. he leaves from out of there and we follow his journey all the way back to his fucking car and in the meantime people are walking up to him and he has to like fake smile and all that fly mm. shit goes into his car we don't know what he's doing he sits down he gets out then we see he has a revolver in his hand and he goes back in there yeah. Everybody's partying. They ten, nine. They're counting down, and when they get the two, he fucking gets in the room and he kills both of them. Oh, he just shoots yeah, both yeah. of them, and and that's how they bring in. You know, well, and everybody's like, oh, what the fuck? Then he walks out to where everybody's at in the crowded room, puts the gun in his mouth, and blows his head off. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then it's like nineteen eighty. P.T. Anderson wow. is <laughs> messed up in the head. <laughs> fucking amazing. Wow. He's yeah, messed up in the head. Dude. <laughs> He's the yeah. only guy that's made me watch Adam Sandler movie and say, yeah, that was good. Yeah, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. He has that character. Oh, yeah. man, this guy. Is, Paul Thomas Anderson is a craft. Definitely man. a master. I, I don't know. He did, didn't he do Inherent Vice? I never saw it. I didn't, you know, that I one I didn't see. I didn't like it. I thought I that was Corn Brothers. No, hell, don't you ever. Don't you ever disrespect Corn Brothers. Corn Brothers never had a bad movie. I know. They've had a couple. They've had a couple. <laughs> yeah, intolerable cruelty. But, <laughs> but you know, There Will Be Blood. It's one of my favorite oh, movies. Favorite yes. movie of Magnolia. Magnolia, great. Magnolia. Oh. Tame, Tame the cunt. <laughs> I got to rewatch that movie because Magnolia, well, Magnolia, I saw too young. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The funny part is I saw it when I was young, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I was not supposed to be watching that. Yeah, movie. that's yeah. a mind fuck. Tom Cruise, man. That has a good one take, too, though. Um, when when the, when does, they yes. were taking the boy into the uh, into the into the show. Mm-hmm. You remember show. In, 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 oh, him no. and his father? Isn't William H. Macy the same? Yeah, yeah he's the adult that. version. Yeah, he played the adult version yeah, of, that. of the kid. Yeah, and, and and yeah, and, he, and they're walking in, and it, it's raining outside. Yeah, and it's like a one taker, and yeah. basically like oh, the yeah. scene. Yeah, it's a good one taker. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, Paul Thomas. Guys Anderson like that make me say, you know, I never even need to be behind, be behind the camera. It's like they just have a good story to tell. That's all it is, man. It is. It's good. You know what? Yeah, you can have a good story, but the thing about them is everything they do, what makes them a master, what makes them a master, I feel like, and I'm learning this more and more as I, not that I'm able to practice it, but I'm learning it, right? Right. You can learn things and not still be able to practice in your own craft because especially when you're shooting rap videos, the artist shows up three hours late. They don't respect it. Artists don't respect (laughs) it. They don't. That's the difference between a movie and a music video is... They're getting paid to be there. You know, the talent doesn't care about the art of making films. Right. And I feel like that's a bigger reason why these guys should give us a chance to make movies. We deal with the craziest dudes to be able to work with them and make them look all right, you know? Right. It's like, yo, whereas I've worked with an actor finally, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked with him before, but finally working with Kevin Hart, I'm like, yo, I gave him the line in one second. Kevin was like, I got this. Yeah, well, And just did his own thing. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know how easy and fast that was? Right. So it makes me say maybe what we're doing uh, as mostly guys that are doing music videos and commercials constantly we're making it harder on ourselves than that side of the world where maybe we should, they say, just pick up a camera and just shoot an entire movie right. with a professional, right? Like, you do that, I feel like 
It makes me, I can't imagine different. these guys who shoot movies, why the hell they would ever go back to a music video. Oh, well, they don't. It's my bread and butter <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. They uh, never, yeah, they they never, some they do. Don't. They some do, well, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, if you're dealing with, like, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, some Mariah do. Carey or some but, shit. And it's funny. We'll, we'll all meet these guys that do movies, and they're like, yo, man, oh, how do you get these music videos? I'm like, don't ever ask me that. It's not out of choice all the time. You know, yeah, but yeah. going back to the P.T. Anderson one-takers and, and the seamless, right? Uh, going back to this. I always tend to be, have ADD and go off topic all oh, over the place. Oh, you're good. But they make everything seamless. You forget about the cinematography. You forget about an edit point. You forget about the fact that this is a close-up. Yeah. You forget about every technique, right? You do. You do. That's when I feel like I see a good movie. When you forget that all these techniques exist, mm-hmm. you forget that, yo. But I think that's an actor's right. job. I think an actor's job is to bring you so much into their character. Right. You know, because going back to the Boogie Nights, like, mm-hmm. you, you're going through this emotion, but you know why he's pissed. Mm-hmm. But even in knowing that he's pissed, he's just very, he's very complex in his pissedness. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's like a, a, a really good job of an actor is to, is to, you know, it's like they got to work in tandem. They got to, mm-hmm. the actor has to make you forget it's a film. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the, the, you know, the technical portion of things, they have to facilitate that. So that way you don't get distracted by something else in the frame. You know, mm. you don't get distracted by a loud noise. Over and here, audio you know? is everything, right? Yeah. So wh- how does the audio work on these one takes? Yo, we That's were talking about know. that yeah. with Victoria. Mm-hmm. Please watch Victoria and how let's do have you, that you know, like, how do you, because you know how that is. It's like, I feel like sometimes it's the best thing to do doing one takes, maybe if you're working with all professionals, but it's not the best thing to do if you're not working with them. Nah. Bunch of professionals, right? You got an ADR. I mean, with shoot. lights nowadays, yeah, you can. Um, well, you know what they have now that can replace ADR, kind of. Okay. Did you see that new Adobe product? Oh, oh dude, yes. you can audio type in editing. a messed up word and they'll, yes. they'll fix it. It's like Photoshop dude, you can make for say, audio. Bro. You can make somebody say Crazy. stuff they've never said and it sounds yeah. just like that it's person scary. said it. Wow. Not people, a good time to have killed. that kind of technology. People are going to get killed news going around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I feel like they've had it. I feel like the government's already had it. Yeah. I feel I like that's how they, I think that's how they, they like, you know, they, they some of these people that we thought were like snitches. They really didn't see. Yeah, they probably just had a fucking voice. No, he said it. He said it. Yeah, it's going to get a lot of people killed, guaranteed. Yeah, dude, it's bad. It's good. Pranks are going to be. Yeah, it's 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 going to die. Yeah, people are going to die. All right. Well, um, my last film on the list was we had kind of already talked about it, but was Gravity. Um, Okay. The reason I kind of picked that one was just because when I think of that movie, I think of the experience. You know, to Mm -hmm. me, it was more of experience than a movie. And uh, I saw it in, I saw it in uh, 3D, and uh, something that. I really noticed about the uh, the long takes uh, from the film was that it it really lent itself to the way the film was shot, the way you move through the scenes as far as like being in space and just getting the whole sense of scale, right? And 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 how things are physically in space. I feel like that's something that I really appreciated about the uh, the film itself mm-hmm. to strive for a sort sort of like technical, physical uh, reality of what it's like in space and how a camera would move and how people would move and how to create, you know, drama and have everything kind of, you know, just kind of happen in the scene. I mean, I just thought it was just really well done. Right. Agree. I'm going to tell you who I would have loved to have been on on the set of Gravity, mm-hmm. or not the set, just working on it. I would have loved to have been like a folly artist or a sound recording artist. Uh-huh. It was like, yeah, we're, we're in a vacuum. There, there is no sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's no sound here, sir. We're in a isn't vacuum. It, isn't it a... Uh, 
Isn't that like not real? Like they say in space, no one can hear you scream, but that's not real, right? That's just a saying. That's no, that's true. Or is that true? That's true. Because yeah. I swear, there's no, there's I was no like particles. one of those little myth things mm. that I I yeah. found out it's not true. Maybe mm. they can hear you scream. Well, here's the thing: they could tell us anything about there's space, and we'll it. never know. Yeah, like, right, man. SpaceX is coming, man. Maybe get my trip to the moon. Well, anything like that. Sound needs something to travel. Well, yeah, nothing for it to travel, and it doesn't. Oh, very true. I light then. How's light traveling? Mm, maybe it does. Well, it sounds lighter like, too. Let's ask True. Kubrick. Let's ask Kubrick because <laughs> right. he, he actually filmed the moon landing. Exactly. So. Yeah, Kubrick's the guy. Conspiracy. <laughs> have you seen that? Now. Just just a sidebar. Have you seen um, Room Two Thirty Six? The that, conspiracy thing. Well, it, it's it's just about the different um, the different uh, opinions about people, people thinking why it's faked. Well, no, why why Stanley Kubrick made The Shining. Oh yeah, like different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's a great. It's yeah, a pretty yeah. good. Oh, it's an entertaining documentary. Kubrick had a one taker that was great. We're in Space Odyssey. No, oh. in Shining. In Shining. With oh the, yeah, when they went all around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 tricycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was like the first use of the Steadicam. That yeah, was invented for the purpose. Yeah, of yeah, for that movie. Shout yeah. out to Kubrick. And then it was that, uh, that was the alley oop. The slam dunk was Rocky. Oh, the running. Rocky had the. Oh. The running up the steps. Um, oh, just the use of the steady. Yeah, yeah. The guy who the, the guy who invented it, I think, invented it either for or was in the process of inventing it. And Kubrick expedited that for that scene, and then that got him to go to work on. Do you know what's funny? Oh. First time I actually saw a working steady cam, and I wondered what the hell that was. Was. Um, Making okay, so I was a big, I mean, I still am a big Woody Allen fan, okay. so I ran out of things that was Woody Allen related to watch. So I was so desperate, I watched a documentary about this guy, James Toback. Oh, James, yeah, he did black, black and, and white. white, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he shot another movie, and Woody Allen was, you know, did had a few words about it, about nice. his style, why he buyers, and whatever. And every scene I saw, this guy had a steady cam in it, oh. but and he kept saying that it was a low budget movie, so I was like. Okay, well, I guess this is what people use for low-budget movies to, to do them fast. Right. So I, I got to watch that movie again that he did, James Toback did, why you always saw Steadicam in the BTS for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. I James sometimes Tobac. be watching, like, old films, like Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and in some episodes of that, you'll see use of a Steadicam. And, and like, Hitchcock the had the ultimate one-take movie, right? Didn't he have one yet? I'm not as Which, up to date with Alfred. Me neither, but he did have a one take. Hitchcock had a one take movie. I think it was like the first one take movie ever. But I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not too. I think they they faked it hardcore though. Probably. I think it was like a lot of like go to black, go to you know oh, like that wow. kind of stuff. But I, I could be wrong. I'm, no, I'm, it might be. It's like yeah. the precursor to Birdman. Then. Shit, there's shit. Way. We gotta talk about time code. <laughs> That's a whole oh, other one. Yeah. But, but go ahead, Corey. Uh, my third one, I went with uh, the scene from True Detective. Yes. Um, I don't know why. It just stood out to me yeah. as a very... A lot of the ones I've picked were very technical. Mm. And um, I was just amazed. This one, for some reason, just really hit home to the character and what was going on. Mm. Like, I felt like it, it just represented a lot of what he was going through. And it was a, and, and it was also a very edgy scene. I mm-hmm. felt like I legitimately had no idea what was about to happen, and I like that about that. I was right. just like, "Wow, like what the hell is about to happen?" You got one, a one man army, you know what I mean, going through this house. Wait, was he trying to rescue someone? Yeah, he was trying to. I forget. He was trying to rescue. 
he was trying to rescue somebody out of yeah. the joint. But I remember, yeah, it was like it was a crazy just, honestly, shootout. For me, it was just, it, 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 one, it's one of the more recent ones that I felt was, you know, I think Birdman had been around at that time. And I, I'm not the biggest fan of Birdman. And I liked it because it was gritty. It was a little more realistic. And it brought me, I felt, to what that character was going through. That character was kind of by himself. Right. Kind of by himself, and he was by himself through the whole series. Mm. So, and I just thought it was an impressive. And on top of it, it was impressively made. Yeah. Was it just a scene, or was it the whole episode? Just no, it was like just that. a scene. It was okay. one long scene. Uh, it was like six minutes, five, this six minutes. This is season, yeah. season one. Or season one. Yeah, season yeah, the best like Nobody talks about season two. Justin Lin messed that up. We tried not to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like the, the fifth or the sixth episode of season one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a house and he was trying to save somebody and it was a shootout. It was a lot going on. Yeah. I've man. watched so many of those episodes. See, again, it must have been done in such a seamless way. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Well, it definitely, I mean, you notice it, but yeah, man. Fucking, it was fluid. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fluid. fluid. Yeah. That's when I really appreciate it when I don't notice it. Right. Yeah. Carrie Joe Fukunaga. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I'm like, like, that was good. That was my first time being introduced and was a true detective. But the slam dunk was um, Beast of No Nation, man. Oh, uh, when, when I saw Beast of No Nation. There's, there's a long take in Beast of No Nation, too. Is there? It's not as long as your average one. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I'm going to ruin it for anybody. It's the scene where the, the main boy mm-hmm. kills the woman oh. in, in the room. They go like through a house right. break. long take. Yeah. Oh, mm. I didn't even peep that. And it's like they're about to rape her, and he's just like, pop. Which from now yeah. reminds me of, wasn't there a City of God one take where they're just following the chicken? Yeah, uh, that's how it opened up. That's how the film opened up. I think it was cut up. I thought that was a music video. I can't remember now. That was almost a title sequence, too. It was, yeah. Something like that. But it was still, though. Fucking city of God is oh, this shit. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're up next. You're up last. All one. right, this one. This is the grand finale, so it better be the shit. Trees, you, I think, both had this first. I kind of spoiled it for you, I think. Old boy, the one take fight scene. Oh, my God, yes. Old. Remake or original? Definitely not the remake. (laughs) (laughs) The remake's one was good, too, but. I didn't just give it a chance. You know who worked on the promo for the remake? Who? Oh, Robbie, right? Oh, no. Sing. Oh, Sing? Did he oh, shot yeah. something for the remake, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he shot a few scenes for the promo. Oh, shit. But to go back to Old Boy. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, old that boy. one take fight scene, it was like something out of a video game. Yes, a side-scrolling video game. It like a side-scrolling video game. So it's like, it's a whole new dimension, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> literally, of shooting a one take. Mm. It's like, dude, I love that style. I, that's why I, I love... I, sometimes I love that, like, flat, not color-wise, not color space-wise flat, but, like, yeah, but it's flat just too, it's look like, of a stage almost when you're shooting like that. Right. It's, like, again, it's it's a whole different type of, it's a different type of perspective, right? Was, man, it was and great. And it's such a violent scene. It just gets getting violent and more violent, and you're watching it, and you're just like, dude, this is brutal. Right. Without that one take, that would not work. And when I was watching those Tony Zhao uh Videos about Jackie Chan and those guys, Jackie Chan, all those guys do a lot of one take scenes or they keep them long. Yeah. Whereas why American versions of Jackie Chan movies or American martial arts movies tend to suck is because they always don't show the punch or it just, you know, right. where this movie is the 
complete opposite you're thinking of thinking people are dying in the you're, scene. Yeah, like, yeah, you feel so the pain and agony. Mm. American movies, as you could show somebody's head exploding after they get punched, just doesn't feel violent, right? Whereas these mm. Eastern movies, I mean, these Hong Kong studios, you know, these guys are like, these choreographers are like half the job of the directors. You know, like they don't, they edit differently. They'll repeat the punches and right. do all these things. But this one's done on a one take. Yeah. And I feel like the next best thing I saw similar to this, but it still doesn't come close as that. Uh, my, uh, what's that called when you give it a honorable mention? Honorable mention, yeah. yeah. Honorable mentions and what was it, Ong Buck 2? Oh, uh, the protector. The, the oh, protector. Was yeah, the that was on my list. Yeah. Yeah. That was number four. Was yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. When, when he started throwing people okay, off the so stairs. I have, a, yeah. I have a confession. I've never watched the whole movie. I've only watched that <laughs> <laughs> one scene. Uh, yeah, 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 I keep yeah. showing it to everybody. I'm, I'm my cousins come boat. over. My I've nephews come all. over. Like, yo, just watch this scene. Right. This is, no, it's one of those things when you do when you bullshit around on YouTube. Right. Just watch that one take. You know what me watch that? Apollo one day. Yeah. The old office. Watch this. Watch this. Yeah. Oh, I can see Paul. <laughs> Paul probably didn't even watch that whole damn movie. I don't think anybody watched that movie. But you see that scene, and it's like, yo, think about it. That's another level. You got to bear the. You, you got stunt. Now you're dealing with stunt guys. That's got to be on their job, right? Right. One wrong twist of a hand or whatever, you're like, Forget you just injured it. somebody. So can you imagine the insurance policy? Maybe they didn't care about it because it's an Asian movie. I don't know. <laughs> but can you imagine right trying to do that in an American studio? Forget mm. about it. Hell no, that's not happening. Yeah. Nobody's going to yeah. sign off on it. And that's why I think why American action films tend to kind of suck. They don't take those risks. I think I insurance policies, why Jackie Chan can't do crazy shit in Rush Hour, even though I still love the Rush Hour movies. I think that's why they're so different from right. the Eastern films, right? It's a different underwriting process yeah. for that insurance. Like yeah. You get away with a lot of crap. Boys down there. in London, they'd be like, nah, we ain't fucking with that. Yeah. I tell you what's impressive to me about the old boy scene. Um, of course, how it's shot, but also like the technicality behind it. It's like a street fight. It's like a street brawl. You know, this guy's been locked up for 15 years. He don't got no weapons training. So he's just like sloppy and straight up with the hands with Animal instincts. Yeah. He and it's he's like not in shape, it looks like. Either, yeah. You know? like yeah. Well, he, he was winded. practicing in the house. Yeah, I think they show yeah, a scene but, where he's kind of... But he gets winded but, yeah. after like the first minute. Yeah. yeah. And then he's... You know, everybody's kind of winded, and then, then he gets his second yeah. win, and you feel his presence like, oh, shit. You know, this guy just You know, I'm going to give that Spike Lee version a chance now. His, his version of Old Boy I gotta, is I gotta check. Bad. I got to give the man Josh a chance. Josh did a decent job. Yeah. I actually, Josh Brolin's a great actor. I thought right. that Josh Brolin did. It's one of those movies that, unfortunately, you will you can't watch it without comparing it to the original. Exactly. See, so maybe that it's a good me. experience for somebody who's never watched the original. That's, to watch that's the best one to see it. Unfortunately, it's just, I will never know. Yeah. You, you literally can't. It's cannot, tainted for us. Yeah, right? you can't watch it and it not such think a about the classic. original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine... And it, you don't when you think of Spike Lee joint, you don't think <laughs> you don't think oh this. Oh boy, or, it doesn't fit the brand. Well, yeah, but you also don't think the other movie he did with what's his name what's was that? Robbery Joint, right? But, but at least that was like a studio film. You yeah, know? It was the, a studio. The, 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 this one he went to Kickstarter to raise the money. Right, like, I didn't even know he yeah, went that this far. Was mad engine. But he must have just loved that movie so much. That's sad the, that he loved the, it so much. The weird, the weird part about it is, and we talk about this. Fucking Steven Spielberg was attached to the remake at first for a long time. No for way. a long time to the old boy remake. Yeah, do you think and that would have been stronger? 
Did, no, no, I think that would have been dumber. Did the Spike yeah. version have a one take two for that fight scene? Yeah, that's that's oh, the thing. See, that's it, had, it had a one take, and it, that's what I'm saying. It, like it took it out of the little like corridor and yeah. it put it into like a parking garage. It was, but it had the same. It was Americanized. Though. Yeah, it, it had it the same elements. Wasn't wasn't it as violent. Did it change violent. the ending? Like is he? St- and I mean, there's no, a big spoiler no, on that movie. Oh, no, that's uh, you can't. I mean, you can't do old boy without doing the ending. So they did do it still. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the same. It's it's literally the same movie. So when I heard like oh it's Americanized, I'm like thinking oh they must have just taken the ending out too because that's nope. not gonna sit right. Well, it's, it's not wow. it's not as everything is not as brutal. Like I, I feel like the you know the Korean version is like very like holy shit damn man wow. one takers man I guess those are they're good man they're they're very compelling when they're done properly. I guess it's right. it's good to have a reason to do them, uh, which which sounds like it's kind of one of the morals of the story. But when they're done properly, man, I, they're just kind of hard to deny. So I guess that's it for this one, huh? Yes, sir. I can't wait to hear what this topic that we're going to do next week, man. They, you know, they just come to me out of nowhere, I I'll, guess. I'd love to come back again. Yeah, yes, no. thank you for yeah. coming out and enjoying, spending the time with us. Yeah, mm. man. That, you know, that you gave we used to good, have these conversations all the time. Without and a fucking hours mic. like this would go by and we'd never record them. So without now I'm glad you guys are doing fucking it. mic. Now, yeah. now. Shout outs to Zoom and the H4N for allowing this uh, <laughs> cosmic placement. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, we need one from Netflix. We need Netflix. We need Zoom. We need anybody who uh, start will throw them. the money. Yeah, we got to get a better set. This is somebody kind of a shitty beer, room, you know. So. <laughs> you said somebody bring the beer? Yeah. yeah. Beer sponsorship. Yeah, maybe no. Corona. Yeah. Or nah. So, anyway, guys, we're the kind of movie critics, and we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are. And we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of guys who like to watch a movie. This has been an On Ear Network production.